How awesome. If we could trace the family tree of each of these that were just baptized, it would be amazing. I hope you heard at least some of it coming through that there are some that was parental influence, some it was grandparents, some it was friends, some it was an aunt, and on and on the string goes. And if they could tell the story of everybody who impacted them, it just keeps going and going and going. It's like one of those who was ordained yesterday as a part of our district assembly. She posted up and thanking some people and her list got rather long, and then she said, and all the other people <laughs> who've helped get me to this point. That's what this is all about. We're celebrating because of the individual's salvation and relationship with Jesus Christ. But we're also celebrating because of the collective together. It's like we're a family because we are. And in a family, when one does well, we all get to celebrate. And in fact, for the next just few minutes, don't panic. I'm not going long. I tell all the time that all my sermons are accordion sermons. If I get time, I can expand it. If I don't have time, I can contract it. And Jody leaned down to me just a little bit ago and said, you better start squeezing the accordion. That's okay. We already had the most important part. But if you do have your Bibles or Bibles on your devices or the Bible in chair in front of you, I'm going to read a few verses uh, out of Luke chapter 15. We often focus on the end of this chapter, the story of the prodigal son. And we tell about these first couple little stories more about the setup to the prodigal son rather than the individual story itself. But the reason I'm sharing this is it goes to the celebration. One thing that bothers me about the reputation of Christians and the church in general is that the world does not think that we celebrate. And that's because we don't very well. So look at what scripture says about celebrating. Jesus himself is sharing. And in Luke chapter 15, beginning of verse 1, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost." Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And in verse 8, he said, Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. 
And just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Heaven rejoices when somebody comes to faith in Christ. How much more should we? How much more should we rejoice and celebrate of God just getting us through a day sometimes? I mean, tomorrow's Monday after all. How much more should we just celebrate the fact as we looked at last week that now because of what Jesus did, we have direct access to the God who created the whole universe. Direct access. We can talk directly to him and he knows us by name. Some of you saw people today and said, I've seen them. Now I know what their name is. And a few of you just went, I already forgot it. That's all right. Just call them brother or sister. Because that's what they are. We come together and we need to learn how to celebrate. And let me just give you a couple of tips on this. First of all, we need to realize that sometimes celebrations are misunderstood. If somebody walked in off the street without hearing any of the preparation, saw me dunk somebody and you cheer about it, they might have gone, what in the world is wrong with these people? Celebrations can be misunderstood. They were in Jesus' day. You see, Jesus reached out the, outside the circle of those who already knew in order to reach people in need. He reached beyond the already found to touch those who were lost. And it was misunderstood. The interesting thing is the Great Commission, Matthew 28, tells us that as we go or where we're going or wherever we go, just go and as you do, reach people for Jesus. Tell the good news. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, when Jesus is about to depart back to heaven and he's telling them the Holy Spirit is coming upon them, he says, and when you get it, go tell people. In your neighborhood, start there. Then just keep going until you've gotten everywhere. One of the awesome things to be a part of the denomination of the Church of the Nazarene, as we heard yesterday, is we have missionaries, people working, serving, teaching, telling about Jesus in 164 different world areas. Some places, we can't even tell you we have people in those countries because it's not legal, and if it were found, they would be killed. But we got them there. See, what we're doing is starting right here, but what we did, just like the ripples in here that spread to the end of this container, what we're doing should spread way beyond this building. It shouldn't be contained. And there's water that splashed out of here. I love that. Not just because Eric has to clean it up, but I love it because it kind of represents the fact that we're supposed to be splashing all over the place as we go. Celebrations can be misunderstood. Secondly, Jesus' celebration was misunderstood because his purpose was ignored mainly by people in the church. He came to seek and to save what was lost, not ignoring the already found, but to realize that for them to be found, for them to be a part of the found, somebody has to reach out to them. Somebody had to reach out to you. Or maybe this is the day. That this service is reaching out and the person you came to see 
is the one that starts your story to baptism. That would be worth celebrating. So if it's time to celebrate, and it is. Now, if you've been around here a while, you surely have figured out, I love to celebrate. Even though I'm a Cubs fan, I love to celebrate. We had one. I love to celebrate, whatever it may be. I get information of videos for my kids about my grandkids and things they've done, and my thing is always back. Way to go. Awesome. Keep it up. Man, I love to celebrate. How much more should we be celebrating that the God of the universe sent his son to us? By name. The cross and the tomb are both empty so that we can have life. If that's not worth celebrating, nothing is. Each day, we need to celebrate. So take a look at this. It's time to celebrate. It's time to celebrate what matters most. We celebrate a lot of stuff. But notice verse 7 that I read, and it says, after finding that sheep, it says, just so you know, there'll be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. And verse 10, just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, these who were baptized this morning have already made that decision. So the celebration wasn't this morning, though I have a feeling they had a little smaller party today in heaven. just because of the testimony that was given. We need to celebrate what matters most. We celebrate a lot of stuff. It's okay to celebrate that stuff, but we need to realize it's not what matters most. In other words, we need to embrace the eternal over the temporary. A soul saved to Jesus Christ over some of the other stuff we celebrate. Is the other stuff wrong? No, but it pales in comparison to this. You heard stories in these testimonies. Did you notice that almost none of them accepted Jesus in the same place? Because Jesus is not confined by a space. I mean, it happened in a car. It happened at home. It happened at church. It happened who knows where. They just knew it happened. We need to celebrate what matters most. What's eternal? Secondly, it's time to celebrate. And therefore, we must seek what is lost. In both of these stories, the lost sheep and the lost coin, they began to look for what was lost. The shepherd who lost the sheep didn't go looking for cows. He hadn't lost a cow. Sometimes we spend way too much time looking for the stuff that doesn't matter or the stuff that isn't for us to look for. What should we be looking for? Opportunities to share Jesus with people. Just living our life should be part of that testimony that they see there's something different. So I heard a testimony this week from someone who said they came to faith in Christ by just being at someone's home for a meal. And then that person invited them back and invited them back. And it went, you keep feeding me, I'll come back too. 
but said after a while, that person then said, what's different about you guys? Something's different. I said, well, <laughs> it's the person of Jesus Christ. We need to be passionate in our celebration, passionate in our sharing, passionate and compassionate when we're reaching out. We're going to reach out to people who believe much differently than us. Love them anyway. And love them right where they are. Because if you love them where they are, they'll begin to listen to where you are. If you try to bring them to where you are before you love them, they ain't coming. It's time to celebrate. It's time for us to seek what is lost and love them into the kingdom. And third, it's time to celebrate. And it's time to celebrate by sharing in the celebration. That's what you're doing here this morning. Now, just some of you who are here this morning visiting just to see a friend who invited you to get baptized, I confess, I told him to do that. I said, if you're getting baptized, this is a great time for people you've wanted to invite to invite them and said, would you come and watch me get baptized? Because I said, a whole bunch of them will say yes. Now, that wasn't to trick you because you have a relationship with them and that's why you're here. And now you know that they have a relationship with Jesus if you didn't know that before. And if you didn't know it before, we already love you though we've just met you because he loves us. Somebody asked me recently and said, Pastor, do we really have to love everybody? I said, because there are some people out there I don't like. I appreciated their honesty. And I said, no, you don't have to love everybody. They were surprised to hear that and overjoyed until I explained. You only have to love whoever Jesus loves. If Jesus doesn't love them, you don't have to. <clears throat> now, if you're not aware, <laughs> he loves them all. No matter what. But it's time for us to share in the celebration. People are drawn to joy. They're drawn to celebration. We are not lone rangers. That's why I emphasize to those of you that are already here. To these that are being baptized. They were already in the family. But now you know it. And they've testified to it. So you have to have their back. And their side got to be there for one another and that's part of the celebration to know that no matter what you're facing you don't have to go through it alone if you didn't hear it that was woven into every single testimony somebody else connecting besides god and they realize they're not in this alone i love byron where we were talking the other day about this and part of his story is that his aunt josephine invited him Several times. Two things. He said no quite a few times. She didn't give up. And the one thing, you're not easy to say no to, Josephine. You know why? Because he knew she loves him. 
love them. Share in the celebration. Why do you invite somebody? Because of what Jesus has done in my life. I want you to know the same thing. And then realize this. Celebrations. When we really celebrate, celebrations encourage. And when done right, they motivate. Talk to an athlete playing for a championship who loses. And they see the celebration of the other team. One of the motivations for them for the next time is, <laughs> I want to celebrate. I'm tired of watching somebody else celebrate. Well, here's the best news. You accept Jesus. It doesn't mean somebody else doesn't get to celebrate. It just means you get to join the celebration. All around. That's what today has been about. It's time to celebrate. But you have to answer this question. What is it you're seeking? Whatever you're missing, Jesus is the answer and can get you there. How are your celebrations? I love y'all, but we don't celebrate as well as we should. That needs to change. We got to get a whole lot more demonstrative. Boy, it got really quiet when I said that. We need to learn how to celebrate. And we need to celebrate the right stuff. But let me ask you this. When you do celebrate, even if it's toned down, Who are you sharing your celebration with? We got a video this week from our youngest granddaughter. She just turned four. The video was of her with the presents we had sent. Presents Jody sent that I approved of. <laughs> you know what? She was not ashamed at all. To have some fun with that stuff. We couldn't be there in person because of the date and the distance. But we got to share in the celebration. We should all be sharing in the celebration. Just like you did a few minutes ago. If you haven't put yourself in a position for this celebration, I'd love to talk to you about it. And you could even do it now. You could show up Wednesday night at 6.30 and we're going to talk about it a little more to explain it a little further. But it is time to celebrate. Jesus, thank you for a celebration today. May we celebrate this, not just in this moment, but as we leave here today. And throughout this week, may we communicate with these who have been baptized and let them know we got their back. We're with them. We're in the family together. Even if we can't remember their name. Oh, Father, thank you for those who influenced and impacted each one of them to come to this point today. Thank you for generations accepting you. Thank you for the persistence of some who just keep asking. Oh, Lord, may we learn to celebrate. May we learn to celebrate well. 
And may we let our celebration, just like the water in this baptistry, splash out on those around us. Thank you for this awesome day. In Jesus' name, amen.